Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. You ready to talk to our guy, our favorite guest on this show? I am. Reed Wallach, joining us right now here at Bet MGM Tonight of BetQL. Reed, how are you doing, sir? Guys, what a flattering introduction. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for having me on as always. Reed, we don't do anything on the show but talk about you in the breaks, man. Like, it's, it's been a long <laughs> time since you've been on. I'm like, man, I really miss my guy, Reed. Reed, are you sweating out anything in the MLB tonight? Yeah, I only one baseball play because I have nothing better to do. It's the over in Yankees Red Sox, which it was on pace. Now it's a little off pace. I got the over 10, so I'm going to need that bullpen to, you know, get blown up. I saw it when uh Pavetta got chased I was like oh the Yankees are gonna win you know nine nine three nine four and now it might be a little sweaty so we'll see yeah I was, that gets home for me I'm crying a little bit internally because the first half first five over five and a half was looking wonderful I mean it was four to one and since that second inning I believe no run scored so that was my first loser of the night gotta admit Reed love to see it I'm on the under and the Yanks but I'm also on uh, Jack Flaherty under six and a half strikeouts he's at six right now and he's on 71 pitches what do we got to do to get uh, Flaherty out of this game I'm kidding that's not my question for you I just read your piece uh your NFL preview 2021 everybody check out Reed's work check him out on Twitter and of course at BetQL the BetQL model projects passing leaders Give us what you got. What is the model like as far as uh, the passing leaders for this season? Because if Dak Prescott stays healthy, I'm all about Dak Prescott this year. No Aaron Rodgers for me this year. I, I think Dak Prescott might break some records if he's able to actually stay on the field. Yeah, so I have in front of me right now BetQL model projections for every single quarterback in the league. So nice. I then compare that to the leading passing yard market, passing yards market, and then passing touchdowns market. And tried to find some edges where guys were being mispriced. You know, if you, you know, sort them out and you see who kind of jumps off the page. One guy that stood out to me was Matt Stafford in the touchdowns market. You know, he's being lined in the double digits, um, and he's projected for 38 touchdowns, whereas Mahomes, he's up just north of 45. So there is a little bit of a difference, but if you're looking at a longer shot, close to 1,800, Matt Stafford is your guy to kind of key in on. He's in a pass-happy offense with Los Angeles. Um, obviously, Cam Akers, he was out, he's out for the year. He got hurt in training camp. So this is going to be all Matt Stafford in the red zone. So if you're looking for someone further down the board, Matt Stafford is your guy. But again, you're not, it's not surprising what the Becchio Miles is projecting here. Mahomes, Brady, that's your one-two in passing yards and passing touchdowns. So if you want to go chalk, that's what's likely going to happen, but that's why they're the favorites. So if you want to look a little bit further down, Stafford, maybe Justin Herbert, or if Dak Prescott could stay healthy. I mean, pretty bullish projections here. I see 4,653 yards and just over 35 passing touchdowns on over 754 pass attempts for Dak. So they're projecting a full season for Dak this year, and – I mean, he's going to be right there at the top in terms of both passing yards and touchdowns. I love the uh, Matthew Stafford shout-out, and I love the value there as well. I actually played him as MVP. I played the Rams to win the division. I'm high on the Niners, too, but I just, like, if you look at especially, like, the last eight weeks of the season where Jared Goff was benched last year, and really the last two years, man, McVay was just so fed up with him. He finally has a quarterback that could push the ball down the field. You bring up the Cam Akers injury, great point there. I played Stafford 20-1 to to win MVP, so... I'm with you there. Um, if you had to make a pick 
today, Reed, for MVP, who would you go with? A quarter, obviously, you're probably going quarterback, but uh, who would you find some value with? Yeah, you know, I love the Stafford call because it really is like the narrative is there for a Stafford MVP run, especially if the Rams do win the division. It's, oh, well, Matt Stafford finally with a good team around him. Look at how great he's been, you know, most valuable player. He just brought this Rams offense back to, you know, Super Bowl level stuff that it was two, three years ago. You know, is this a Tom Brady year, though? Is this the year where the Bucks? because I'm bullish on the Bucks. I know everyone is. They have, you know, tied for the highest win total, but it feels like Brady, if this Bucks team is as good as they are supposed to be and they win 13, 14 games this year, is this just like an honorary Tom Brady MVP vote? I mean, I see him 14 to 1, maybe down to 12 to 1. In the double digits, like, if the Bucks are the best team, how isn't Brady taking home MVP, right? I know yeah. that's a... That's not like a hot take, but I feel like this might just be the perfect storm for Brady to bring home the MVP, especially with Mahomes' voter fatigue. Um, I'm trying to get a, a grasp of the NFC North because of the fact that my partner here is a huge Packers fan, and I think I'm becoming brainwashed. Any chance anything, you know, shakes out differently? I know the Vikings. I'm, no. out, I'm, I'm out on the Vikings this year, the Lions. Uh, but the Bears with Justin Fields and a good defense. Can there be a new king in the NFC North, please? Yeah, I'm. I've been a anti-Packers guy the past two years. And oh, it took a you're while speaking to my get, language. It, it, it How's that worked out for you? For to, it, it, listen, <laughs> NFC Championship game. I finally got my. You know, I finally got to you know bloat a little bit and dance on some caskets when the Packers went out. But I do think that Minnesota. I'm pretty bullish on the Vikings this year. If you just look at the roster and the weapons around Kirk Cousins, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is a world beater, but Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen on the outside. A stud running back in Dalvin Cook. And then you look at the defense. Danil Hunter had 14 and a half sacks the past two seasons before missing all of last year with a neck injury. That is an elite-level pass rusher. You put him back on the field, this Vikings defense is going to look a lot better than it did last year. So I think the Vikings can be live to win the NFC North. But also, don't sleep on the Bears. If they go to Justin yes. Fields in Week 1, if they go to Justin Fields in Week 1, I could. That's a team that jumps off the page. They could maybe. I don't know win the division necessarily, but definitely make the playoffs. I love Justin Fields. He's probably relative to expectation my favorite quarterback in this draft. What about the over on the Bears' win total this year? Yeah, I did play that. I gotta see. I gotta see Fields playing in Week One because if they're gonna do Andy Dalton for the first four weeks, then that's a no touch for me. They I, better I need not to know, do that. By the way, I feel like they're gonna I, do oh, that I though, man. That means, yeah, they shouldn't. It's clear as day. I know Fields is playing backups, but. I, he's just, in my opinion, electric. He's got a huge arm. He can make plays with his legs. And there's weapons on this Bears offense. I know it sounds funny just because how bad they've been the past few years, but Allen Robinson's a true number one. David Montgomery's in a 1,000-yard rusher. Put Fields in that offense with that defense on the other side. This is a playoff team for sure. Hey, Reed, anything else that you've added uh, since we last spoke to Week 0, Week 1 college football, or even NFL Week 1? Anything else that you've played so far? Yeah, so I actually made a play today, and I was trying to hold out a little bit, um, but I played Clemson minus three. That moved earlier this week, and I think it should still be sitting around. I wanted to wait for minus 110, I, maybe minus two and a half. I doubt it, but I played Clemson minus three at minus 115. Georgia announced today two starters are likely going to miss week one. Yeah. That's in addition to several other injuries to skill position players like George Pickens and Blaylock, uh, wide receiver, but it's Tight end Darnell Washington and uh, safety Tyke Smith. He's a transfer from West Virginia. This is, I mean, this Georgia team is going to be banged up heading into week one. And 
I came on here last week or two weeks ago and told you guys Clemson's my team this year. I love them. And I liked Clemson anyway. I made them about a four-point favorite anyway. So I'm playing Clemson here at three. That was kind of my buy point. And this is a banged-up Georgia team that I don't think anyone is realizing until, I guess, like the week of. Like, this Georgia team's shorthanded in coming in blind, basically, to a Clemson – not blind, but coming in um, week one against Clemson, huge spot. I'm just not buying it. I like Clemson to roll here. Probably win by closer to seven to ten points. Yeah, I was looking at that, too. So if you like them week one against Georgia and you look at the rest of their schedule, man, then there's no reason to not play their over. Also, I mean, plus 450, I know that you would probably prefer a better number, especially if you're jumping on something this early to win the college football playoff and be the national champion, but I like that number. What? Tell me um, tell me about this, though, and I know you've kind of talked about this before. DJ's still sitting there 11-1 to 1 for a Heisman. I don't like playing Heisman this early, but you got Rattlers, obviously, the overwhelming favorite, and you know what he's going to do in that offense with Lincoln Riley, 8-1. to 1. You see any value at 11-1, to 1, or would you wait for a better price? Yeah, I, I bet that this weekend. I, um, I mean, I live in New York City, but I was home in Jersey, and the second I crossed the border, I made sure to get in that DJ 11-1 to because I didn't want you know, to lose out. I think anything in the double digits is a play on DJ, uh, especially if they have that big marquee match against Georgia and they look good, which I think that they might end up winning this one pretty easily. That number's getting slashed. That number's not going anything above plus 800 for the rest of the year. That's going only but down. Because once they beat Georgia, it's off to the racing for Clemson. Undefeated regular season, probably an ACC title. At the very least, you're getting a finalist. Right. You know, I know, Rat- I know Rattler is the play, and he's going to have the numbers. But if DJ puts together, you know, high-level stats, which I think he can, he's 6'4", 250. He's shown he can play at a high level. He went to Notre Dame last year and took a, a undermanned Clemson team to overtime. Yeah. And For this is the real yards. deal. <laughs> yeah, this kid's the real deal. So I see anything double digits, you got to get in now. And I'd rather play DJ at 1,100 than Rattler at 8. Because if it comes down to it and Clemson runs the table, I think he might have the numbers and the goods to get this done. Because this is a bit of an unheralded uh, Clemson offense with some changes losing ETN, losing Amari Rodgers. There's some changes that I think DJ could really stand out this year. Hey, Reed, we only got like 60 seconds, but do you think 18 and a half is too much for Bama against Miami week one? Because I'm, I don't want to do this to myself. I hate betting against Nick Saban, but I feel like 18 and a half with this, with this Bama squad is too many points, but I don't want to buy into Miami. I, I, I know what I'm doing no, yeah. could be wrong. I'm, I'm not going crazy about Miami <laughs> either. I'm kind of staying clear. I do think that the over is probably a better play. Okay. I mean, 65, I think Miami could be able to keep it close early, especially with you know Bryce Young making his first start. But I'd probably rather, if you want to be involved in the game, bet the over so you're not sweating like, oh, Miami's just about to get their doors blown off. And then you kind of have to sit with that ticket. At least you have an over so you can root for points on each way. Thank you so much, Reed, for joining us. Thank you, Reed. You have a good weekend, course, buddy. Guys, thank you. That's Thanks, Reed guys. Wallach. You can find his work with BetQL. Great stuff. Always has new stuff. You can check out his uh, new article over there.